0: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain. But you feel it. You felt it your entire life.
1: this funny little thing with your hand
0: i don't know i don't know what are you doing <laughs> i don't know brendall I, I think i just um i think i was looking at my nail or something i don't know what are you doing this <laughs> weirdest thing i've ever seen in my life um we're away we again we're going again i don't
1: know this is getting almost like We've,
0: a job we're pumping them out we are we're yeah just, just gonna i just want to get to 100 so we can end it
1: oh yeah yeah true true, true.
0: yeah yeah um what's going on so does everybody else yeah, yeah 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 uh not not a lot um you're upstairs watching a movie before we started. Yeah, that was old
1: movie. Day of. Never find it? when you watch a movie with your family and then um, you uh, you end up being watching a movie by yourself. Everybody else leaves. Yes, all the time. <laughs> still sitting there watching. So I'm a complete a completionist. Is that what it's called? Yeah. When you just have to, you know, get to the bottom of things. Like, but I can't do it on Twitter, obviously. So that kills me. Or
0: oh, have you hit your 600 limit?
1: Oh, I don't know. Twitter's been shitting its bed all the time. But I have found um, uh, Primo for desktop on Noster in the last few days, which has been way better um so shout then out um than amethyst well no amethyst on the mobile on the android is still okay but the my to the two things i don't really want to shit on somebody but the two things i was using before not so great but Primo mm-hmm. on Noster has been 100 times improvement so, wow and you said quote, something quote about
0: Primo. um oh was it someone's done a tweet deck or made a tweet deck just
1: saw a picture of that today and i think it's damas i think somebody has done a tweet deck like um it's an app though
0: isn't it tweet a- deck
1: well, so TweetDeck is basically like a, just a way to manage your Twitter, basically. Yeah. Um, where you see a whole lot of information, but they've done like a, an equivalent TweetDeck, but for Noster on Damus. Yeah, don't don't quote me on that, but go look for it because yeah. it looked cool to me. Yeah, cool. Anyway, we have a guest. We do. Um, who have we got? We we have Ivan. Ivan, how are you, mate? Uh I'm great. Uh thanks for joining me
2: into the conversation.
1: <laughs> no, no, thank you for coming on. Uh firstly. Um, where are you and and who are you and where do you work and all that stuff? You give you a bit of a background story if you don't mind me. Uh,
2: no problem. Yeah. I am located in Sofia, Bulgaria, but as a Bitcoiner, I'm a uh, human in the earth. <laughs> so uh, when I got caught by uh, the orange wave, and just devoted my life. Okay, I have to do this thing. I was looking for a job and uh, a a little bit of luck and a little bit of strategic positioning on my part uh, landed me a job in Breeze, uh, which uh, I'm the first non-developer person in the company. And it's just a wild ride. And I thought that uh, Bitcoin was mind blowing, but uh, when I kind of had a grasp of the Lightning Network, I was mind blown again. And I know that even in the later stages, uh, it will transform absolutely everything. And I love that uh, Bitcoin puts everything on the same team. Uh, so, yeah, it's just we need to onboard as many people as we can so we win this uh, thing i i don't care about the money anymore even though we all get attracted because of the money but once you really understand it it's all about the people it's about love and it's about uh now you can build anything that you want and you just start building that's it
1: <laughs> and we've said this before sorry we we'll just it's just like everything that you do is going to help everybody else and everything that everybody else does in bitcoin is going to help you so you it's back to your point you don't have to care about the money that will take care of itself um you mm-hmm. just if yeah. you just work out how to make things better things are going to get better um so it's wonderful sorry Mike. Go so yeah
0: but just before we get into um you and breeze uh what got you into bitcoin what actually got you down that rabbit hole
2: uh huh Actually, I am probably one of the very few that my lady got me into Bitcoin. Oh, yes. And <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, we met and she bought Ethereum for one, uh, 2015, 16, something like that for 50 pounds, very cheap. And she was uh, bugging me for a year after we met. Uh, come on, let's learn about this. We, we can make money and uh, i said go away this is nonsense Mm. like this is a scam and stuff like that but uh, finally i capitulated not in this way but i said okay i'm going to learn and prove to you that this is a scam and Mm. i started learning and going into the uh Everything that I could find on crypto and uh, everything collapsed for crypto, I was absolutely right. But Mm. this goddamn Bitcoin thing, (laughs) didn't find a hole about it. And the more I got into it, uh, the more I got convinced myself and in the whole process, obviously... I uh, started buying and really understanding it. And uh, when I translated the knowledge to my lady, now both of us are Bitcoiners. But the initial spark was definitely her bugging me.
0: That's that's a great way to go into it. Actually going in, trying to
1: debunk. I think these are the best, not to blow smoke up your ass, but these are the best Bitcoiners. The best Bitcoiners are the ones who just constantly go back looking for the reasons why they're wrong. Yes. Because you just bang your head against the wall every direction you go he's like okay well it's not that way I'm gonna go this way not mm. that way I'm gonna go there and then you eventually get you almost as you capitulate is exactly the word mm. you start of capiitulate yeah. and go oh God okay and then you start then you start to accumulate a little bit and you're then you become become this zealot right uh, and that's that's quite a familiar story for me so mm. um so get sorry give us a time scale on that sort of 15 16 and then you came in and sort of riding the wave i guess and then you watched crypto collapse and then you started digging in about 18 is that about right
2: uh absolutely not uh she oh, bought the uh, <laughs> ethereum in 2015 but we met in 2019 uh both oh. of us together oh right and right, right. uh yeah and in uh 2020 in 2021 she was the uh, in the bugging me mode so come on, uh, see how it goes up and it goes up and it never comes down let's make money and uh, I knew that it's going to be a crash uh, so when I decided to really prove that she was wrong is uh, December 2021 so mm-hmm. uh, a little bit after the top of uh, Bitcoin and so uh, I had 12 days of uh, holidays break uh, from work, from my fear job then. And I devoted uh, the holiday to prove that she's wrong. And in three days, (laughs) I found out, okay, Bitcoin is different. (laughs) And uh, it just continued uh, on the path of the bottomless rabbit hole. And yeah, uh, I I still kind of had a sense that Bitcoin should go down because I fairly quickly understood uh, the cycles and stuff like that so the good thing is that I started accumulating under uh 31 thirty two thousand uh, dollars on the price but uh the best thing is that when the bottom came I kind of recognized the moment and now all my relatives are orange built even though they wow. don't understand it as me like I told them buy the bottom and Almost everybody but one bought and now they're happy. (laughs) So,
1: So you're like the local hero. Are you ready? Are you ready to be the local not yet?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Not yet, uh, uh, the local hero, but uh, uh, because there are still fights. Uh, For example, my aunt bought a little bit of bitcoin, but her husband continues to uh get irritated why Bitcoin and uh, Solana uh, is the same or whatever. And Mm. I just uh, decided, okay, I'm going to ignore you. You're not ready to listen. He just wants to teach me. And uh, I told him, are you going to go to, let's say you want to buy a car and they tell you this car costs uh, whatever uh, $10,000 and they don't even show you the car. And this is what you're buying with everything. Like you should uh, ask, what is the model? What is the thing? I would like to do a test drive and everything else. So you can understand if that is a good price or a bad price or what are the fundamentals of the cars. Mm. Uh, And uh, that's exactly how most people buy, unfortunately. Just looking at some random number and think it's going to go up. No, the number go up technology in Bitcoin is not because of the price. It's because of everything else. Uh, and the
1: effect is number go up. Yes, I totally agree. So I got to ask, though, you said you had 12 days to basically prove your partner wrong. And in 12, so who's...
0: Sounds like a toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all right, I'm on holidays. I'm gonna fuck her up. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm gonna see. I appreciate it. Um,
1: so who was it? Who was it that that you found that managed to convince you in those twelve days? Was it a, an author or a podcast or a, a what was it? Who was it?
2: Uh, uh. I'm not exactly certain exactly who it was, but it was a cumulative thing. Uh, when I tried to disprove but uh, because of my personal story uh, my mother actually i lost because of money uh, and when i found out okay this is the ultimate protection for when you're gone you can pass it along to your heirs and that hit a very intense emotional button in me yep and when i understood it then it was like okay game over I'm devoting my life uh, to this thing. Uh, I don't know exactly how, exactly what, but this is such an important uh, uh, thing for humanity. Not, not just for me, not just for something that think it's an investment or think it's a digital gold. Oh, no, those are just sound bites that trying to get attention. But uh, yeah, uh, I really believe that Bitcoin is so much more than actual money. Uh, and basically I lived through the Jason Lowry's thesis. Like everybody will be attacked at some some point and we're constantly attacked all sorts of ways. And when you experience that while you're gone, the people that uh, uh, are your heirs and especially your kids uh, are extremely vulnerable in those times and vultures and all sorts of ways uh, the attacks intensify because now the wall of the parent is not there and to protect you. And that's what we experienced with my sister. And yeah, like right now, Bitcoin money, yeah, it's going to go up. But uh, when they figure out that this is unattackable, and even if you attack it, that's how it is your losing strategy, uh, then I don't know. I I really do believe that Bitcoin will go to trillions.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's just, I guess, yeah, that number scares people, but it's just, (laughs) I I, guess the point where, I don't know, at some point, the the fiat number just becomes irrelevant because nobody's thinking in fiat anymore. So it it maybe never will go to trillions because we're just not thinking of the fiat anymore. We're just Mm. measuring, you know, whatever, a tank of gas that they've. At this uh, fuel station in bitcoin or I that that's a
0: good point actually i've never thought of yeah i that. don't know at what
1: point that falls off so and we just don't care anymore irrelevant because yeah. people do convert because you have you've got this it's like having a you know you've got this measuring stick mm. and everybody's saying you know you're however tall you are mm. right well yeah if you, if you change the unit yeah and everybody then starts using the unit and everybody just stops talking about meters and centimeters now they're just become irrelevant yeah as long as the new thing is consistent, right? So it's I don't know where that point is, but it's it will happen at some yeah, point. And yeah. it will happen at different points for different people, I guess. Um,
2: I think we'll uh move on from fiat measuring stick to something else. But the ultimate ultimate uh, measuring stick, I think, is unit of energy. Uh, and I don't know whether that would be joules, kilojoules, or something like that. But if you go deep enough and that unit of of energy is unchangeable, is grounded in physics, just like Bitcoin and Bitcoin, because uh, right now the miners are pricing that into their models, how much is costing in fiat terms, a unit of energy. And this is the middle measuring stick. I think in the really long term, Bitcoin, whether it's sats or millisatoshis or whatever the number is, will be priced in some type of unit of energy.
1: I agree. I actually think called it um was thinking about recently, and I was like calling it a, what was it? A starlight storage truth machine. What you <laughs> said that? Yeah, because basically all this, all the energy on Earth has come from the sun. eventually originally, right? All of it, yeah, in some shape or form, right? So this, you know, yeah. that's your starlight. And so it's a store, you know, starlight store. Everything is there. that's the energy. That's your energy source for everything. Yeah. And then it just it's a just truth machine. So it's a starlight story truth machine.
0: Did, I don't think that's going to catch
1: you on. How did that tweet <laughs> about go? Two likes maybe. Um, <laughs> but I'm going to get the Um. So tell, So how you got to the? So you got to that point. It's obviously a very personal journey for you. But you you then went okay. I'm going to go look for a job in Bitcoin. Or how did that then come about? Like what happened there?
2: Yeah, it wasn't an instant thing. The first thing when it hit me was like, I have to arrange for all my relatives. Uh, that was the first thing. And I stumbled onto the first barrier that even though I understand it on a deep level, I cannot express it <laughs> so people can oh, understand yeah, that's, me. That's made uh, of tea. Yeah. yeah. I mean uh, All
1: yeah. of us to Because it's, yeah, sorry. It's all of us. Go on. Sorry, please.
2: Yeah, and uh, still, when uh, the closest people to me that know uh, and also experience the story of uh, losing our relative kinda related and they, even though they didn't completely understood it um, because of the trust that we have between each other, they said, okay, let's uh, give it a go. And along the let's say three, four months, I continued like absorbing this knowledge about bitcoin and continuing to disprove uh, bitcoin and uh, that ha- con- has the continued effect of actually like <laughs> this is unstoppable uh, mm-hmm. right now and uh, uh, i got better explaining it to people and more and more people started trusting me and uh, understanding it for themselves and putting a little bit more and then uh when i don't know exactly when but uh it, it creeps on you that okay this is this future and now i live in this feared presence <laughs> and uh when i started comparing those two systems really in my um uh, how do i say career uh i said okay uh, I really have to do something here. I have no idea what I uh, I almost knew none of the companies a, except the most dominant companies in the Bitcoin space. But uh, then uh, I just decided I'm not going to ask permission to do it. I'm just going to start producing stuff and people, I bet that they will reach out to me at some point. And I started with a little bit of content, doing animations or tweets or like whatever. Uh, Content creators outreached me. I started outreaching people in the space, dominant names, saying, I would love to meet you in one of the conferences. And I got lucky that when I messaged uh, Jeff Booth, he said, I'm coming to Bulgaria next month. And I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> uh, I, I checked, yeah, it was really happening a conference in my city, in my country. And I said, okay, I'm buying the VIP uh, ticket for that because I already started applying to positions in Bitcoin companies. But uh, all those people coming to me, and Greg Falls was here, Natalie Bruneo, Knut, uh, Nikki, uh, pretty dominant names in the space. And I said, okay. I hope that I can make a strategy to give as much as I can value to them and really the main purpose for me was um, to really show that I understand it on a deeper level that it's really only Bitcoin and also, first of all, to confirm that I truly understand it by their vision. But uh, my hope was if I make an impression, then I can stay in touch with those people and maybe uh, something can happen yeah and uh i positioned myself uh, pretty good i bought one uh, t-shirt that uh, is saying there are 3.9 billion women there are 21 million bitcoin and the tagline is i can get a girlfriend later <laughs> and so with this t-shirt yeah uh, when greg was saw it uh he laughed introduced me to Jeff Booth. They wanted a picture with me because of it. And then I started talking, gave some Bitcoin cookies, stuff like that, and really managed to make uh, some kind of an impression. And uh, when Breeze was looking for a person uh, because Jeff Booth is one of the investors there, uh, that was kind of the connection to get me in the door for an interview. And again, it wasn't a given or anything. I still had to go through the process and they decided to uh, stop themselves uh, on me. So that's kind of the uh, story from, okay, I have to do it. And tying it back to what we talked that Bitcoin is going to be priced in energy. I already made a commitment. uh, I'm devoting my career to Bitcoin. And right now, can you measure all my life's energy in my career? uh how much value i'm going to bring into bitcoin and i'm just one person and Mm i'm i'm not going to have any other career uh so and people talking about okay uh, bitcoin is going to a million like that's peanuts uh for me like how much is one person's life worth price that and now price the whole humanity's work That would be just part of the Bitcoin, that uh, the worth of uh, the whole network. So, yeah, uh, it's really a life's mission uh, for me. And uh, yeah, I I don't care how much is the price. I care how many people are in it.
0: Nice. So so what is your role at Breeze?
2: Uh, My official title uh, is Chief of Staff. But internally, uh, we say that I'm chief of stuff because <laughs> I don't program. So anything else that is not programming, I can do. And uh, yeah, Roy also said that I am the joker in the team, uh, like in the deck of cards, that I can be, uh, I can go anywhere or anything. So marketing, operations, QA tests, uh, some random task uh, um, could be in my uh, schedule. But yeah, appearing on uh, podcasts—I'm one of the two public faces. It's three now, but uh, uh, anything but writing code, uh, and I'm happy to do it. And where are the team? Where are the
1: team? Are they all over? Breezer all over the place? You're you're all remote or?
2: Yeah, yeah, Uh, everybody but the founders. There are three founders in the company. They're in Israel, Uh, but everybody else is uh, in a
1: different country. (laughs) So how does that work? How do you communicate with each other? How like how, how does work get done practically?
2: Uh, well, we're open sourced and when they code, again, uh, everything is remote uh, via Google meetings or Zoom meetings, anything else. We chat uh, in a platform. So, yeah, uh, we don't need to be in one place like uh, construction workers because we're building this house, but we are all in the same place in the cyberspace, technically. Uh, our bodies are just in the physical realm. <laughs> so our work, because it's in cyberspace, it's uh, pretty easy to everybody to be remote.
1: Okay, so tell me why I'm wrong here. So I've had this thought that... You're you know, wrong. Uh, yeah, I'm wrong, but I want to know... So um Covid COVID made um made everybody you know a lot of people work from home a lot of people able to work from home forced to work from home however you want to say that um and but then you know hopefully we're getting through that now and people are some companies are bringing people back into the office um some aren't some are just staying this this um, remote model um but what I wonder is I'm we're, we're obviously a bit older than you are but um you know when I first went in an office space it was you know you, you, you go in there and you think you're a little bit clever and then you realize nobody <laughs> respects that at all and you're the t-boy or whatever it is you are and then you sort of have to but then you have to sit beside somebody and you learn and you do all that kind of stuff like how how is how is practically learning done particularly for mm. young people in a in that kind of environment and like and how like how do you like how do you build relationships well enough in that environment to learn properly is probably what i'm asking that's a good question
0: that's
2: yeah yeah and uh It laid perfectly because this is one of the, I wouldn't say bigger, but one of the contributions uh, from myself in the team, because uh, that environment for uh, developers, uh, even if they were in one place everybody had to have their autonomy to learn for themselves from the internet to find the proper calls to pace them to think for themselves so you uh, can do an implementation but you're losing this personal not only learning from each other because that could happen in a chat uh, for a specific task but you're learn uh, losing the bonding moments Uh, between tasks and stuff like that. And uh, the team is not so tight, I would say, if they are not in the same space. And uh, we decided, okay, we're going to devote a a specific meeting, even though it's virtual, uh, to be a social meeting. And we talk about anything but work in it, Mm. uh, who everybody is from, uh, and maybe we play a game, we share the history, how we started in Breeze, like where, you, like what is your favorite uh, football team, stuff like that. But uh, if it is virtual, you just have to plan it because when the meeting is over in Zoom, there is no walking to my uh, desk and mm. we chat for two minutes. Yeah. Uh, all that is missed and you have to plan it, insert it into the schedule. Uh, So you could uh, really bond the team together because uh, even though uh, one interesting thing because I worked remotely in a previous company and because Bitcoiners were all aligned, I would say 80 to 90% on the mission. And for the first time, I really experienced, even though we don't see each other, I know how hard everybody is working on their side. And it just incentivized me to put my best foot forward and we incentivize each other because we're on the absolutely same mission. I have no idea about the crypto people <laughs> uh, because everybody is kind of for themselves. Uh, we want to make money and if I make more money than you, like uh, it, it's not exactly the same. But uh, Bitcoiners really are on the same mission to better humanity and to give Bitcoin to 8 billion people. So uh, it's already aligned a lot, but uh, a little bit of planning for the social stuff uh, is how we see. And when we see each other in conferences, it's always awesome.
1: I was going to say, is that really fun when you do get together? Because uh, it just makes yeah. it better, right? Like
0: bit- yeah. yeah. Well, so, I, yeah. Just want, I just want to clarify. So you guys schedule a social meeting, yeah, a bunch of Bitcoiners, getting together and then not allowed to talk about Bitcoin. Is that right? Because that, that uh, no, sounds ridiculous. Uh, a bit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, when you say it like that, it's definitely <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, w- w- it's a social meeting just for the team. Uh, it's not for somebody outside of the team because mm. I'm organizing also a Bitcoin meetup in my city. But just for the team to talk about uh, personal stuff uh Mm. whoever would like to share whatever maybe it's some local news uh, or some personal news like i went on a holiday there or this is what happened but it's really to facilitate uh, this talk of uh, okay we are human and we want to connect on a human level and we can talk about bitcoin we can talk about uh, football we can talk about hobbies favorite books movies like whatever Mm. uh it's a good and idea. that's how uh that's how you build the actual trust even though uh, uh we say don't trust verify in the bitcoin space but when you meet a bitcoiner the trust is so high because the values are aligned and you, when you actually become part of their life and you know oh, this one has kids this one has trouble about this or it has uh, win about uh, uh, let's say his kids uh, won the local championship or whatever it is it's it just connecting on this human level and that's what makes us people mm. uh, so yeah if it is only about work uh, it's never going to out-compete the personal stuff in my opinion uh, because uh, if you see them just as colleague and not as human all sorts of bad things happen and i think fiat system proved that Mm. (laughs) because Mm. it's just a number and you didn't uh, uh, do your numbers properly or why are you smoking a cigarette for 10 minutes more than you're allowed to (laughs) or whatever it is Uh, and you just see them as this obedient machine that has to work here and uh, receive a salary
1: i love how you say that like people having values and mission aligned and like people say words in the fiat world too they say a lot of words that are they that are meant to be you know uh real, real positive right so and this is this is this the, sort of the same kind of words but the actions are what matters right and so you're doing a uh you know a, a whatever 35 40 45 hour week and then you're coming out of your job and you're choosing in your spare time to set up a bitcoin meetup. so basically what you're doing is going to work for a full time of work and then coming o- coming home and then deciding in your spare time to set up a work meeting in the evening yeah. <laughs> right that's what you're doing yeah that, that, that's yeah. genuine yeah. values and mission right is it. Um, because you care exactly and you enjoy yeah, it right yeah. I, clearly clearly oh
2: my god when you meet somebody that's a bitcoiner even though uh there are some bitcoiners here and there and online we're connected but the face-to-face meeting especially uh for my experience in Bulgaria there was nobody i tried to find uh, somebody and it was extremely hard it's full of shitcoin ideas still and uh, uh, i connected to one person and i told him okay on the first meeting when we met i said let's make a meeting <laughs> like because i i knew that i wanted to contribute stuff And I thought maybe I make some kind of a face-to-face course to get them introduced, like, uh, or maybe I invite them in my house and just talk. Like uh, I was kind of searching for the format, but when I found this uh, new person and uh, we agreed, okay, let's do this thing. uh, We did seven meetings. We do them twice a month, but on the eighth meeting, uh, actually last Saturday, Uh, Bitcoiners uh, started to come out of the shadows in Bulgaria Mm -hmm. and for the first time 10 people came to our meeting from nowhere they found us and it was incredibly great uh, experience because now our network grew like uh, from 3 to 15 people and something like that and we decided okay let's make a, a group uh, organization about going to BTC Prague uh, mm. because some of them uh, went to last month's uh, event and they said it was great. So next time it will be a bunch of uh, bitcoiners from Bulgaria going to Prague. <laughs>
1: that's that's awesome and yeah. I and, and I love the love the fact that when you get you 15 guys get together and sit in a room and somebody sends SATs to somebody else for whatever it is, every single transaction that you do, is defunding the system, mm. right? Because you're not doing it in the other system, mm. right? So every single that, that's so that's one transaction that would have happened elsewhere that's now happening on Bitcoin, mm. and who's who's going to stop that? No one. You know, fifteen guys sitting together. In how Bulgaria, can you right? stop good that?
2: Luck. Like, yeah, good luck. How can you stop that? So, like, yeah. uh, maybe if they're in front of your face at that moment in time you can influence it to delay it a little bit but (laughs) good luck yeah
1: absolutely absolutely it's okay so tell us about the functionality of breeze what what is breeze and what what services does breeze provide for people
2: yeah so when breeze was founded uh it was founded by three very passionate bitcoiners and uh Uh, they're also technologists and uh, they had their career as developers for quite some time and when they read the lightning white paper they recognized okay this is the thing that could transform bitcoin from store of value to become this medium of exchange uh, for micropayments and for instant settlement but uh because there are technologies they really smartly realize the proper framework and they coined this term lightning service provider what that thing means is that even now we are connecting through the internet but uh we Uh, I, on my side, have my own internet service provider that is taking care of the router, the cables, uh, everything else that's behind the scenes. I have no idea the complexity of it. I just have a browser on my computer or on my phone or whatever uh, device, uh, hardware device, I would like to access the internet. So this is kind of the same uh, framework that they did for the Lightning. Lightning is this complex thing that's behind the scenes, but if that is the barrier to entry, nobody would use it. So you have to have this Lightning service provider that is taking care of all the complexities behind the scenes, and they give you this interface that you as a user or a company can access the Lightning uh, network and just use it. You don't have to think about what's happening behind the scenes. And from that framework, they created the application in order to test how uh, people should use it and also to experiment uh, the proper ways how to optimize the behind the scenes stuff. And uh, they managed to uh, do three uh, interfaces before I joined. One of them is the wallet, and most Lightning companies are wallets still. And um, the second interface is a podcasting player. And people ask me why is there a podcasting player here? I can't synchronize it with other stuff. This is in order to under- understand the Lightning economy and to prove this. Uh, uh how do I say framework that they envision that if you provide utility to the application to the interface, let's say you're a podcast player user. Now I can send from the same application SATs to this podcast or I can program it every minute send them two SATs, five SATs, ten SATs, whatever. And the system takes care of the rest. I just do it. But on the other side Breeze is doing all uh, the things in order that to actually manifest. Uh, so I really send the Satoshis from me to the podcast thing. Uh, well, to the podcasters. And the last uh, interface that uh, we built internally uh, is a point of sale uh, interface uh, for merchants. You can upload your menu, what are you selling in your store or anywhere, you can import it as a menu list, you can set your prices in fiat terms and the application itself automatically uh, does the uh, exchange. Uh, for Bitcoin, because it's a uh, Bitcoin. You don't have the fiat uh, in the application, but you have Bitcoin in it only. And when you say this costs $2, I'm buying two bananas, I'm buying one sandwich, everything. The application displays one QR code and it's extremely easy to operate and you just send Bitcoins, but that's another use case. And that's really the vision. Uh, every single use case uh, to be uh out there as an application but the lightning service providers are behind the scenes doing the uh lightning complexity so it's really easy for the app developers to build on top of lightning
1: and let me just make that practical for people that are listening so we have this podcast um we uh there are podcasts available everywhere but um but we claimed it through Fountain. Okay. Uh, no, 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 uh, criticism of Breeze whatsoever, but it was claimed through Fountain. But, but what actually happens there is if, if one of the listeners is listening through Breeze and chooses to either boost or stream us sats through Breeze, that will automatically just come straight through into our account over in Fountain. So I would, that will be the same both di- in both directions um so that's which is,
0: just which speaks to the decentralized nature of exactly the, the network
1: exactly the benefit of it being open and it doesn't actually matter so, and yeah. everything that the guys at fountain are doing is going to benefit the guys of course it's competitive that's no that's no problem at all but but everything that both of you are doing is actually good for each other and good for the network as a whole more importantly for a network as a whole um it's just in a practical yeah. sense so of those three services which how do they rank in terms of usage from from the customer base like what what is the what is the most important thing that people are using with Breeze just now, and or or what is it that you see as the big, the, the main, uh, service that you guys provide or that are going to provide uh, in the future?
2: Yeah, I would say uh that our long term vision is really not to be these app developers ourselves because if we have to develop every single use case, uh, it, it's constrained by our team's capacity, what we can develop. But right now, we are focusing on SDK, which is an extremely easy uh, code that you can plug into uh, your uh, application that you're developing. Mm -hmm. And the developers themselves can do every single use case out there. And they have zero knowledge about the Lightning Network. But they just plug in this SDK. We take care of everything in the background, really. And you have your own app. And every single time that you're doing a transaction on the lightning network because it's going from one node to the other every single node takes a, a little bit of a fee and that is our uh, long-term vision because we don't see each other as competitors as fountain or whatever uh lighting company there is out there because we just need to onboard 8 billion people and we mm. do whatever is uh, necessary uh we're so 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 early that uh it doesn't matter right yeah it yeah. absolutely doesn't matter and because again going back to bitcoiners being on the same mission right now because of the SDK company started outreaching us and they said oh I was uh developing this for myself and when I found out that uh Breezy uh is facilitating all that I would like to try it and to be so much easier and we help them out and the conversation is not as a competitor, but okay, let's build this thing together. <laughs> and, yes. uh, uh, Fountain and Breeze uh, itself is connected to the value for value podcasting and uh, the Podfather created this, uh, network there. And, uh, everybody that is connected to value for value podcasting, whether it's a future third application or whatever, uh, it's on the, again, on the same network. Yeah. uh but uh, we don't uh, i would say it like this i don't think we really want to develop everything uh out there uh every single use case because Again, going back to specialization, if you're one developer and let's say you understand the construction uh, market, you can make the best app for your skills, for what you need there as a company. If you're a, uh, let's say, publisher of books, you, you can create an application about that. Uh, taxi services, you can create an application on that and you just plug in uh, this thing called Bitcoin into your application. And yep. by the way, uh, the important thing also about Breeze is that uh, our whole infrastructure is non-custodial. So even the app developer, they don't hold the funds for their customers. So when let's say I sign up for, uh, uh, I can't say some names, but uh, when I sign up for a d- uh, developed app, uh, and I'm a user of a taxi service, let's say, uh, and they optimize everything to be connected to the Lightning. Network. I hold my own funds even though I'm using this application. I It's in my own node, So even if that app goes out of business, it's just closing the channels. They go away and I still have my own funds uh, and I can transfer them anywhere else. There is no third party risk. The non-custodial nature is the important thing uh, so Bitcoin can win because if we start building an infrastructure with its custodial, then we really become this digital gold and it can be captured just like the analog gold. So, and uh, because of this non-custodial nature, I would say is that companies seeing what's happening with crypto, all custodians and all sorts of uh, regulations coming into their space, they started really researching, oh, I'm custodial, but I don't have uh, lawyers that I'm paying tens of millions of dollars every year to protect me from this regulation. So how can I switch my business from being a bank or a custodial service to being non-custodial? And this way, uh, you don't have to win regulations and you don't have KYC, you don't have restrictions, all all sorts of things. So yeah.
1: It's just a little example of that is seeing exchanges pull out of Canada. You know, shitcoin exchanges pull out of Canada because they because regulation has become too onerous on them, and the market isn't. You know, they're, they're saying the market isn't big enough to maintain the business to the standard of the regulation. Well, didn't
0: but, Binance see that in Australia?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah. um, and then, but then companies like Bill Bitcoin who are n- non custodial so you you buy if you buy bitcoin there it just comes straight out to yourself they don't have that problem at all mm. right so that's well, that's that's what you're getting at right
2: exactly uh and exchanges is just one again use case i talked about taxi service or construction mm-hmm. uh onboarding people into bitcoin is a use case and let's say right now uh, because of regulation is coming to your door and says oh you're holding funds uh, for your customers so you're technically a bank Mm-hmm. You need to comply with these rules or we shut you down or we make a fine uh, to your business. And everybody that is not, uh, how do I say, uh, the regulators didn't come to their door. It's realizing, OK, how can I quickly switch from custodial to non-custodial? And just uh, whether it's from uh, green light, we made a partnership to develop this instru- infrastructure. Uh, Either go to Greenlight to make it uh, non-custodial or just use the Breeze SDK. It's just the quick and easy. But the other way is you develop it yourself. But it's, again, hard work. (laughs) Uh, So maybe you would like to go for the quicker solution. Either way, it's fine. Uh, But custodial uh, is right now going under the radar because the regulators are going after proof of stack and exchanges. That's on their point of view. When they win that fight, inevitably, or everybody complies just like strike, why strike uh, is not global? Because a lot of uh, regulators, they have to comply. And even though they expanded to 65 countries right now, let's say one country says, oh, we are going to ban it in our country. They can (laughs) become 60 or 55 in the future. But the fight there is a a lawyering fight, a Mm -hmm. a regulator's fight, and it's important. The custodial is really about the technology. Let's build it to be reliable, and uh, you don't have problems uh, with regulators because it's not in their jurisdiction. The Bitcoin that you have in non-custodial in your node is in cyberspace. It's not in your country, and they can't touch that. And they There's... can't regulate it.
0: <laughs> so sorry, just to clarify, you're saying so breeze is non custodial, but it can be custodial if people want it to be. Or is that,
2: it... No, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying the custodial solutions. Let's say uh, the obvious, popular wallet is Wallet of Satoshi. Yeah. Right now, it's fully custodial. Yeah. But uh, uh, they don't have the legal team like Strike. Uh, Strike is. Uh, onboarding countries slowly and surely when they uh, they are approved. Wallet of Satoshi is operating everywhere and uh, uh, they can pretty quickly switch into non-custodial just because of the technology now. Uh, we are very close for the non-custodial solutions to be as easy and as reliable as the custodial solution. That was the technical hurdle there. The custodial solution is just... A little bit more challenging for the user but it was a lot more complicated for the developers and just uh, OGs like uh, Breeze and Blockstream and really really technical guys can develop on it but now this feature is coming so you have no idea about uh, Bitcoin lightning and you just plug it in just like uh, you can plug in PayPal into your services that's the analogy if i can make uh you don't have to know about what paypal is doing you just want to receive money uh to uh, for your services and that is how easy it should be
1: so what, what do you think about um the difference between bitcoin itself main chain and, and lightning um like where should people be where should people be holding not they're, not they're they're saving their bitcoin and there's using your bitcoin and people would argue that saving your bitcoin is using your bitcoin but what where should people if it was a split how do you think about that um in terms of securing your bitcoin and actually using the bitcoin to work for you
2: uh yeah i would definitely say uh, that for long term the best practice is uh cold storage multi like if you have a smaller stack, maybe it's not multi-sig, but it has to be cold storage. That's the only way that uh, it's really yours. Otherwise, it's somebody else's holding it for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if they face challenges, maybe they take it away from you, uh, whatever the setup is. But uh, it has to be cold storage. And depending on the amounts, uh, you just increase the security of the cold storage with putting two out of three, maybe three out of five, whatever the situation is. And I was really struck about even uh, the majority, I would say, of Bitcoiners are still on the, I'm holding forever. And I would say they would miss out on the world uh, because Mm -hmm. Bitcoin should be used, but uh, just holding it forever, Not everybody is Michael Saylor. He can retire now and he can hold for his grandchildren and stuff like that. But uh, I'm not. (laughs) So my question that was struck was, how do I properly spend? Uh, That is, uh, I would say, an individual question for most people. But at least for myself, I thought like this. For long term, I'm making myself a list. That is a personal list. What are my goals for life? I would like to have a house. I would like to have a particular car. I would like to have whatever, a washing machine or like whatever people's goals are, write them down. And next to them, write uh, how much Bitcoin they cost. So you really use Bitcoin as a unit of account and Mm -hmm. you measure that in 2023. And just start saving in Bitcoin. That's it. And when uh, you say, okay, this thing that I can afford really now, and it's going to be a small percentage out of my savings, but it's going to enrich my life. Let's say uh, somebody in Africa is doing their laundry by hand and they can't do other stuff uh, because they have to. Now they start accumulating a little bit, but when buying a washing machine is going to improve their personal life so much more, of course you have you should spend it. The only second condition that I have with Bitcoin is never spend more than 50%. Uh, because you have to have savings at all time. because if you spend it all and then it shoots up, you don't have the benefit, but let's say you spend 20, 25% of your Bitcoin buying a washing machine or buying a car because now you want to be a taxi driver to earn or whatever your use case is. And Bitcoin shoots up again uh, 2x. You have a car and you're richer. <laughs> and <laughs> you are leading the life that you want uh, yes. in a better matter through technology. And the Jeff says thesis. So uh, I would say this is the more important question how do i properly spend bitcoin not just hodling it but in order to really understand it for each individual case you have to start a list about what do you actually want to accomplish in your life what do you want to have in your life because otherwise you uh again you're going to go back to just the price and oh did i uh Did I sell at the proper time, but then it shoots up and you're going to kick yourself so much more. But when you know what are you saving for exactly, then you're going for that other thing. You're not going for, I want to be a millionaire.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I love that because it's actually... Yes, you're spending, but you're spending on things that you really are prioritizing. You've thought of it through and you you've thought, okay, this is genuinely important to me. It doesn't matter what what the thing is for you, but it's genuinely important. And that's what that's what money should be for. Mm. Like that's what money is, right? It's um and it you know, if you have a family or you want to help somebody with a health condition or you want a washing machine, it doesn't matter. Something that makes your life genuinely better, you should be spending your money. As much as you can do stack, hodl, spend, replace. Mm. But um if you're if some one day the washing machine cost is important to you and it costs a bit more than the Bitcoin that you you were saving that that period of time, that's okay. That's an that's an okay thing. Um, yeah, love it. Yeah,
2: uh, and, uh, absolutely. And I would say, uh, just because I'm in the uh, Lightning space, uh, I love spending it. Uh, it's just I know that if yeah. I spend uh, some SATs, uh onboarding, uh. No coiner or somebody that I just uh, managed to orange pill. And I love. So the price to shoot up a little bit, let's say I give them 10 bucks and uh, a week later he has uh, 12 bucks uh, and he did nothing. It's just that feeling, okay, why the hell that thing happen And it forces them to ask more questions. Yeah. But the bigger thing that I win when I send them SADS is that they now become part of our network. They're one more node in the network and when tough times come, you're going to outreach to the people that really helped you out uh, and that you're really connected to. Uh, I don't think how many people Jerome Powell is going to help when the crisis hits, uh, let's say, in the next 12 months or so. like He's going to help himself, first of all. He's going to help his country, first of all. And so many other people will uh, yeah, be put in a, such a bad place. But uh, when I onboarded personally and we are meeting face-to-face, it's just so lovely. And uh, mm-hmm. they uh, offer something that I can't offer They as a service or as a product. Uh, yeah, one of the Bitcoiners in the meeting, they opened a restaurant and now they uh, it's a grill type of restaurant. And now they accept uh, Bitcoin. It, it, it's such a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah.
1: yeah. So That's that, that, so if you can spend with another Bitcoiner as well. Yeah. If when you're, I mean, it's not always possible, but if you're able to, you know, if they're a Bitcoiner, they're they're a hodler too, right? As much as they can be. So you're spending to a hodler. So, yeah. So yeah. you're still it's still being hodled, Right. I still go <laughs> yeah. back
0: to um uh, Bitcoin Alive when we you me and Mitch tipped that waitress at the pub, and I hope she's still there next year when we go back. Yeah, I'd love that. That was so cool, right? Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: and. Yeah just just practice that that you're absolutely right though that the spending on lightning just because it's so cheap so easy um and you really if you just if yeah if, if you're using any number of apps that are interconnect interconnected yeah. and it just works it's it's yeah it's it's fun to use it it's really mm. fun to mm. use it um you spoke before we came on the before we actually pressed record you were speaking about writing some articles mm.
2: um yeah uh, tell, tell us about say, that yeah <laughs> yeah I would say I'm probably not going to publish the articles when, uh, because when I try to write them, it's just not the thing that I want to express. and uh, But we'll see uh, how it goes. But uh, the main topic of the articles really is Bitcoin changes lives so much about really saving. And how is the instant settlement going to change Our behavior also, because that's another mind blowing thing that we didn't have before. Uh, We kind of became close to it, but uh, through the uh, plastic cards that we are paying, but it's still so far off uh, in reality. And it hit me really hard that in the fiat system and all around the places because of this delay and high fees, uh, all sorts of places, we receive money through a form of salary, uh, through a form of wage, or but it's pricing our units of money that we are supposed to receive by time. And if you are an employer and you have a direct conflict with your employees, Your employees are incentivized to do as little work as possibly they can do or no work for the most amount of time. And the employer wants the exact opposite. They want the most amount of work for as little money as they can give you. So that's a direct conflict. And it's just because of the incentive. Uh, The employee measures their productivity by time. The employer measures their productivity by services rendered, so by work done. And I was really thinking, how can we onboard all the employees about everything to also be incentivized by work done? Because if you're a freelancer, you're all your employee and your boss, and you're completely aligned. The more work, uh, the more money I receive. Mm. And in the long term, I really see that lightning uh, can transform that if we move into that uh, economy. Let's say you have an employee and you have a brick and mortar store uh, that you're selling fashion, let's say clothes. And right now you're paying a salary to that employee, uh, let's say once a week or once a month, and some type of a bonus based on the sales that the store uh, happens and it's still uh, they're valuing their time uh based on the money but with lightning because you can do microtransactions transactions and you can actually do split payments let's say uh going back to the podcasting player mm-hmm. if i send you sats in the podcasting player the podcast receives, let's say, 20%. The host receives, uh, one of you guys received uh, 30, the other one 30, and 20 for charity or 20 for the editor, whatever the yep. splits you decide. This is possible for everything, not just podcasting. Now, going back to the brick and mortar store, For every single piece of clothing that the employee sells, mm-hmm. the business receives 20%. Mm-hmm the employer receives 10%, the employee receives, let's say, 10%, and also the manufacturer receives the rest of the money. because. And when that thing, uh, I, I'm trying to grasp it, that how far, how many split payments you can do at the same time. Another use case that I was thinking is, let's say you order something off of the internet, uh, let's say uh, products, uh, hardware, world. Uh, for example and you're placing an order and the risk is on your side uh, because it's again the timing thing it's not the instant settlement either you pay it instantly and they ship it and until you receive it you are doing the risk or uh, when you uh, receive it you pay it but along the lines you have the uh, let's say DHL has to uh, take their cut The website has to take their cut, the manufacturer has to take their cut, the employees that served uh, has to take their cut. And what happens if the moment that you receive the package, all of those people are paid at the same time uh, through the Lightning Network, because the user is actually paying the payment of the actual thing. And it, it just... Uh, I think that's the mind-blowing thing. I don't know how to express it into an article, but the use cases there, I would say, are uh, yeah, enormous. And I think really this would, again, shift everything because the employees now will be directly incentivized by work done. They're mm-hmm. not going to be lazy. You don't have to go and stimulate them, mm-hmm. but they get it. Like, oh, the more stuff that I sell... The more money I make, it's not about the most time I have to spend in the store, and I receive the same money. So I don't know what you guys think, but uh, I think that's the big, big thing, and uh, that's yeah.
0: huge. Yeah, I love that. It, 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 but it is like it's probably as you're saying, it's hard to articulate in an article, be- and I think it's because that's such a huge mind shift, societally, Yeah, you need to be able to give. I mean, as you, you've said,
1: like Sailor is incredible at doing the analogies or giving the little description as to simplify mm. some some complex com, uh, uh, concept into like seven words. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's what I meant for the last three years. But um, like I remember saying to my wife years ago, like once we start streaming money, we'll literally be driving along in the car mm. and your car will be paying per kilometre to them for the maintenance of the road and you could you could just you could have a hundred kilometer trip you could have a hundred split payments they could all go to a business that was responsible or one business whoever responsible for maintaining the road and all of that money could be could be um ring fence for just the maintenance of that road so the road would be it would be absolutely in uh direct relationship to the number of the traffic that was the traveling traffic, on that the yeah, road yeah, yeah. right so you, you, it just there's just so many. I mean, I remember thinking of this years ago and thinking about you know I can't do that, but that's gonna happen. I can see it in my mind. But but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, putting that down on paper is very difficult. So um, I guess it's I, I personally I think it's about the practical examples. If you can give as many practical examples, if you just you know buy something off the net and whatever, just work out the stages along the way where somebody has provided a service. That's it, really, where some service or product or service has been provided and a percentage of the hundred percent goes to that element. And that could be a person or a robot or a car, or it doesn't matter, right? Mm. It could be whatever.
2: Anything, yeah. Um, And we talked about the splitting when the payment is done, but I was thinking something that uh, I don't know uh, somebody that developed it yet, but it's definitely possible that if you can do a split payment on the uh, receiver side, so let's say we order a taxi, but we are three people in it. And we are dropped off of, at a different uh, point, or let's say a bus uh, that somebody is dropping off at this yep. station, another one at that station. You're paying, let's say, it's a fixed fee for the bus driver. The driver needs to receive a salary. The bus needs maintenance for the fuel, whatever, and that's a fixed thing. And he said, "Okay, to drive my bus, I need, let's say, uh." Two dollars per kilometer. Uh, I'm just thinking out. Yeah, sure. And you have uh ten people in the bus. Uh, and when you split it by ten, uh, that's what what is it? Twenty cents per kilometer per person. Uh, and that can be Uh, again, a split payment on the how do I say on the pay side. Uh, it's not split when on the receiving, but on the pay. And let's say uh, those 10 people, uh, 10 other people come on the other stop. Now 20 people pay the 2% per kilometer, and now it's 10 cents per kilometer. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, when I start playing it in my mind, it's just, uh, (laughs) again, mind blowing where (laughs) this thing is going. And definitely this thing will happen. But uh, uh, yeah, it needs to be secure. We took care of that. But now the uh, medium of exchange needs to be realized. And a lot of companies will really uh, capture all that value. Because right now, you're one developer. Build one application of those use cases that I mentioned. Like in uh, Lightning, and you crash Uber. Because you're not going to crash it because there are so many uh, such a uh, small community of bitcoiners, but it would put a lot of pressure on Uber or on the taxi
1: taxi yeah. companies. I mean, Uber either adopt it or they lose. I mean, it's it yeah. guess gets yeah. to that to loses to somebody else. Um, and what what I think is the big, the biggest point of what you're saying here, right? Is all of that's all that's fantastic, but the good ideas have always been good ideas right but the but the incentive previously was if you had a good idea was to do it yourself or if you were not capable of doing it yourself keep your mouth shut because you didn't want to give away your good idea and why did you not want to give it away because you were losing your thing but if you're a bitcoiner and you're hodling your bitcoin and you have a good idea speak shout it out loud if you're not going to do anything with it if, you can't, if you're not capable or you don't want to or whatever, shout out loud, mm. tell somebody about it, and somebody with the capability of doing it will do it, and that will accrue value to the Bitcoin you're hodling. You'll get the value back from your idea. I mean, you might not get the huge value that the person who did the work got, but neither you should. The person did the work, right? So, yeah. I mean, it just blows my mind to think of, how many people are sitting? Everybody is. I, I I I say everybody is sitting on a good idea. Even me. Yeah. Even you. Even you. <laughs> no, I, I think everybody's sitting on hundreds of good ideas. Like you've maybe got one. Yeah, probably got one. <laughs> but, uh, but no, everybody's got a good idea, right? And just but they may not be capable of doing it. But if you can just get it out there and let somebody do it, you'll you'll get all of the value from that good idea. You'll feel great about that. And and if you're if you're saving your your time and your hard work in Bitcoin, Mm. you you get that too. It's great, right? It's just win, 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 win. Um, Yeah.
2: We're all on the same side. I view it that this will transform humanity to finally be on the same side. And the fiat system is this, autoimmune disease that it's attacking its host itself. It's attacking each other constantly because of the incentives, somebody to win over somebody else from the mm-hmm. same species. Yes, uh, But mm-hmm. when you're aligned, it becomes this ultimate competitive sport. And we're on the same team uh, because even if you compare every single sports, uh, like football or basketball or whatever, If you compare it from 50 years ago, the sport itself was elevated uh, because people were incentivized to become better in order to win. And this is what Bitcoin is happening, but there are no competing teams. We are competing individuals on the same thing. And obviously Mm -hmm. the people that really perform the best are going to win more and people that perform the worst and not... Or cheat, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. they're going to be excluded. And it's I love how if you cheat, you actually pay the person that you cheated to. Uh, especially in Lightning, if you <laughs> try to cheat me in my Lightning channel. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like uh, not only that you lose uh, the Bitcoin that you also committed, but you are paying the person that you tried to cheat, and not anybody else. <laughs> so-
1: Consequence consequences are a wonderful thing. Mm. Yeah, um yeah. a rise yeah that's it a rising tide that just lifts lifts all boats right yeah it's great um Ivan cool. um man we could talk all night um but can you give a shout out to the the uh to where people can find out about Breeze where they can find out about yourself um and if is if there's anything you're lo- you're needing from people um just please ask
2: uh I would say uh, that people can find about me at uh, Twitter, naku 2000 in ackoo o o two thousand. Uh About Breeze, yeah, is Breeze.technology. We're in Twitter, LinkedIn. However, they like to reach out, whether it's about the SDK or anything, everything that we do is open sourced. Uh, so even if you like uh, some part of the code and you can implement it, you can fork the code and do whatever customization you would like to do. So, but uh, yeah, the the orange future is coming, and I'm really, really glad that Lightning will onboard so many people. And Breezy is just one company. So many other companies are starting to realize this, and now the uh, everybody is talking institutional things. But again, we're thinking through fiat terms i don't care about the money i care about how many people and lighting will onboard so many more people and then uh, that's how we win so yeah
1: agreed agreed, yeah. agreed. I, I would just like i know you hate me for doing this i would just like one final plug just to shout out for a, a bulgarian child who's good at drawing uh, who yeah, would yeah. like to enter our competition <laughs> and win some sats please do that i'd love to have an entry from from bulgaria yes um, really
2: uh what are you doing uh.
1: so we're doing a, a kids art competition um, we've got four age categories uh, up to the age of 16 um, the winners will, are going to be judged by our children uh, and the, each winner will get 210,000 sats and there are some other prizes too, So and there'll be a prize for everybody, but um, there's some other prizes too so if there is a Bulgarian um, budding artist age, particularly in the age, uh, what is it, 13, 14 15, 16, yeah, the ones, yeah. get yeah, they're they're nowhere to be seen. The young ones were they're they're coming in thick and fast, but the little but the older ones not so much. So if you're there's there's a hack for anybody that's listed in Bulgaria. um Yeah, get your entry in. There's a good chance of winning some sets. So mate, if you can, yeah, if you can, send you, me. You, I'll send you yeah, a link.
2: Send me the link. I already shared it in uh, our community, and maybe when uh, somebody from Bulgaria enters the competition, that'd, that'd be awesome.
1: Thank fantastic. you, mate. That, that was a great chat. Love it, mate. You have a fantastic day.
2: Thank you. You too.